Welcome to the Abbott Circle podcast. I'm Father Ambrose Christ, and I'm the novice master here at St. Michael's Abbey. We hope that you enjoy the following recording. To learn more about the Norbertines, visit theabbotcircle.com. God bless you. Both Eleazar in today's first reading and Zacchaeus in the gospel find themselves in what you might call a crisis of conscience. You see, both find themselves in a situation where the inward hidden reality known by God and by them is very different from the external appearances. In the case of Eleazar, the reality was he could have had kosher meat to eat, but outwardly it would have appeared that he was eating pork in violation of God's law. In the case of Zacchaeus, the reality was that he had a sincere and interior conversion of heart, but outwardly it appeared to those who were standing near that Zacchaeus was a greedy extortioner who got rich from stealing from others. So how did they respond to this lack of coherence between the inward and the outward? Do they content themselves, themselves with saying, well, God knows the truth. He knows my heart. I don't have to concern myself with what men think. So I'm just going to go and do what I know is okay for me. That's a question between me and the Lord. No. In fact, they do quite the opposite. Eleazar is willing even to give up his life in order not to scandalize the young. Even though he knows, objectively in itself, he's not committing a sin because it would appear that way to others. He refuses to scandalize the young. And Zacchaeus is willing to give up more than half his property that, by the way, is an indication, Zacchaeus' own confession. He says, I'll give half of what I own to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone, I'll restore them four times over. If you do the math, that means that at most, one-eighth of his wealth came from illicit dealings. So that means he wasn't that corrupt if he was a little corrupt at that point. He probably got his wealth mostly from illicit means. In any case, it was only after he made that commitment that Jesus says, today salvation has come to your home. Jesus was coming to his home, but only after he made that public commitment did Jesus say, salvation has come to your home. So both Eleazar and Zacchaeus act in such a way so that God will be magnified Zacchaeus did not want Jesus' reputation to be stained in the least, and also to avoid scandalizing their neighbor. And this is something that we find carries over into the New Testament teachings of St. Paul. On one occasion, in his epistle to the Romans, chapter 14, St. Paul is instructing the Christians about a possibility of scandal. The question arises whether or not a Christian can eat meat which is sacrificed to idols. And St. Paul goes on to say, well, we know the idols are nothing. They're just stone or metal. So therefore, there's no problem with you eating the meat that's sacrificed to idols. But if your neighbor is weak and it scandalizes your neighbor, 
don't eat it anyway. Here are his exact words from Romans 14. If your brother is scandalized by what you eat, then you are no longer being guided by love. Do not allow the food that you eat to destroy anyone for whom Christ died. Let us then pursue the ways that lead to peace and mutual edification. Do not destroy the work of God for the sake of food. All food is indeed clean, but it is wrong for you to to cause others to fall by what you eat. It is best not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything else that causes your brother to stumble. All of this is mindful of the words of our Lord. Whoever scandalizes even one of these little ones, it would be better for him to have a millstone tied around his neck and he be cast into the sea. So the upshot of all this is that the objective outward state of affairs matters. Not just how you see yourself and God. Otherwise, there would be no need of the sacraments. And in fact, no need of the incarnation. God made himself visible outwardly precisely because visible expression of the hidden reality matters. Now this week, the bishops of our country are meeting to discuss matters of conscience, much like those faced by Eleazar and Zacchaeus. The question has to do with whether or not someone who is outwardly in a state of grave sin, regardless of their interior disposition, whether or not they should receive communion and whether or not they should be administered communion. Should someone receive communion or administer communion to someone thinking to themselves, well, it's all right between them and God. Are we, if we refuse to administer communion to someone, judging their conscience, entering into the private sanctum that belongs only to God and the soul? Not at all. The minister of communion, when he makes a judgment about administering communion, is not making a judgment about the conscience of the person to whom he is administering. He is making a judgment about his own conscience, whether or not he should give communion to someone who is in a public outward state of sin. He knows full well that person may be before God upright. It's not his business to judge another person's conscience, but it is his business to judge his own conscience and his own actions. And therefore, it would be a sin for a minister of communion to give communion to someone who is outwardly and publicly in a state of grave sin and perseveres obstinately in that state. And no one can tell a minister of communion to do otherwise because no one, no human authority, and tell someone to sin. So, in the best-case scenario, you may have people who outwardly appear to be in a state of grave sin, but inwardly, they are at peace in their own conscience before God. But just like Eleazar, just like Zacchaeus, that's not enough. They need to look to the common good, to the public good of the church, So, if you are a politician who publicly supports abortion as a right or self-mutilation or 
the equivalence of same-sex unions to marriage or whatever other thing that's contrary to Catholic teaching, if you deny any article of the creed publicly, if you are married outside of the church, if you belong to a Masonic lodge, whatever it is, if you outwardly and publicly are living in a way inconsistent with the teachings of Jesus Christ and his church, you shouldn't go to communion and someone shouldn't give you communion. Return to the words of St. Paul. If your brother is scandalized by what you eat, then you are no longer being guided by love. Do not allow the food that you eat to destroy anyone for whom Christ died. And that includes the Eucharist. The sacramental order is an expression of the incarnation of the visible church. It is an objective and visible order. The Eucharist is a sacrament of charity, but not just interior charity, visible, outward, public charity. To receive the Eucharist worthily demands not only the interior dispositions of love and devotion towards God, but also the exterior actions which are the necessary effect of a heart which loves both God and neighbor. Only then can salvation enter under your roof. Thank you for listening to the Abbott Circle Podcast. If you enjoyed listening or were spiritually nourished, please leave a review to help our podcast grow. Thanks again. God bless you.